Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redoctopus Cephalopodcast, part of the Dorkening and Inebriart Podcast Networks, and also brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. That's coffee to die for. It so is. It's delicious, too. So I would live for it as well. But this right here is the only show where old is new, new is old, and so are we. I am your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and with me as always are my hand-drawn cohorts, Boss Rush Mode. Podcasting somewhat live from the deepest, darkest, dingiest, most dreadful drain. Ooh, that sounds stinky. Parasite Steve. On your mark! Get set! Go! Nintendo! Cut it out. I won't. Let's continue, because with this episode, we are going to be talking about Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. I used to have an alarm clock that would play that to wake you up, and it was... It was a blimp. It was so soothing. Right? Ridiculous. <laughs> it wasn't a blimp. It was like purple and had green slime all on it. It was kind of badass, honestly. Yeah. I... Yeah. Uh, I showed it to all the women that I dated, did, and they thought it did was sick. slime, like, mm-hmm. like randomly just, just pour all over your head? That was it how it random, woke you it was, up. It was intentional. Yeah, it was intentional. At, okay, at, so at the given time when I up. set the clock, mm-hmm. it would dump a buck of slime on me. So, but so, it wasn't so, random. So, so, so the no. alarm clock would say, I don't know, and then slime would just... <laughs> yes. Right, and it would okay. go... <laughs> and you would get dumped on. <laughs> yeah. So this Nickelodeon episode, uh, the idea here is that we want to all talk about shows that kind of defined our experience with Nickelodeon over the years, whether they be uh, some of their puppet programming, whether it was cartoons, whether it was, you know, live action, whatever Nickelodeon means to us. The snuff uh, films. Yeah, all their snuff films are actually really under-celebrated, I feel like. Right. But, uh, you know, we all have different experiences. They're like the Beatles blues albums of the uh, the lineup. Or the Kiss disco albums. Yeah. Kisco? Yeah, nobody nobody gives it enough credit, but they should. I cook with Kisco. Do you? I don't. Uh, So. I kiss with Jusco. I just don't know. Okay. But what I do know about (laughs) is that there's another wrinkle to uh, to this episode topic, which is. We are going to be prefacing each show that we talk about with the theme song from that show because copyright infringement. And we <laughs> thought it would be fun if we don't tell you what show we're going to talk about before playing the song. That's we're just right. going to let you listen and maybe stroll down Nostalgia Lane. You and can squirm on that hook for a couple seconds. Yeah, get squirmy you know, on before it. You, before you're like, oh, oh my God, what is this? Oh, oh I know it, what this oh is. My God. Oh, it's the Angry Beavers. No, it's not. It's never uh, so, going to be the Angry Beavers, although that show is awesome. We really just, awesome. We just didn't pick it tonight. I know. It's just there's too many good ones. Yeah. So uh, we are going to kick things off with not my literally. first. No. Not literally. There's no kicking. There's a figurative kick. We press, we <clears throat> press the space bar on the computer, and we pause, and then we play music for you. So right. we're going to do that right now and fire it up. I know. What, you know. 
Do 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 we all know? Oh, so, like, I kind of know. Okay, okay. So this was my favorite show of all time growing up. Uh, this is the Rugrats, and uh, this was a show that I grew up with so much so that the show itself premiered just 16 days before I was born. So. I was a Rugrat. Yeah, you were. Through and through. I mean, in many ways, you still are. Let's, let's be real. I know. Let's be real. I am the baby of the bunch. (laughs) Um, So, The Rugrats was a show created by Arlene Klasky, Gabor Supo, and Paul Germain. And uh, this was actually an animation studio. Uh, Paul Germain Jackson? Paul Germain. Germain Clement? No, no, different Jermaine. Different this is Jermaine. with an R. Yeah, he's Jermaine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Klasky Supo was the uh, animation studio that was responsible for a lot of different shows. They had a brief stint uh, with Simpsons. There was uh, a lot of shows that they touched, but uh, on Nickelodeon, I de- definitely distinctly remember Rugrats being the, the main one that I would watch a lot. Um, so for those of you who are uninitiated, the show focuses on the adventures of a group of rugrats of a bunch of uh, babies there's tommy pickles chucky finster and phil and lil deville which is just such fun uh it's they are twins and they are boy and girl and, and they, they doubled down on this on the uh, rhyming phil and lil deville yeah what a spill and uh and of course you cannot forget their frenemy angelica pickles uh so angelica was tommy's cousin right mm-hmm. uh and so and i remember she uh, was boss rush's least favorite cartoon character of all time yeah fair fair assessment she yeah. sucks she i mean sucks. i didn't watch a lot she of the show sucks. mainly because of her yeah no she she's uh-huh. garbage town um so rugrats ran for nine seasons it had 172 episodes wow. which is incredible wow. and that's not including the spinoff show all grown up which is an atrocity and i don't recommend you watch because tommy has purple hair and what the fuck <laughs> so yeah i know i know his dad yeah, all grown up hair. is a cataclysm yeah no it's it's like my mouth um so I, I loved the show. Um, it was actually the second ever Nicktoon on Nickelodeon um, after Doug, which was the first, and coming right before another show, which we're going to talk about at some point in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I won't spill the beans yet for those of you who I uh, don't know. It's not Angry Beavers. I'll it's give you, not the, I'll give you it's not the AB. Mm-hmm. Arngy Barbies. Uh, show, actually, I think what is... One thing I, I would like to mention is that it celebrated a lot of Jewish culture. Um, so Tommy's mom is is Jewish and her, her mother and father, um, there's a lot of Jewish culture throughout it. So they actually had episodes and specials celebrating Passover and Hanukkah, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was actually absolutely. the first time I even learned about any of that stuff. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, I probably was exposed to these Jewish like Hanukkah holiday episodes before I saw like Christmas stuff for cartoons honestly I mean you were minus 16 days old at this point yeah I know right (laughs) so like I definitely didn't have a lot of time to see anything but second out of the womb bam (laughs) Passover and Hanukkah so I think that's close pins Rugrats right Rugrats 16 days BT BT before (laughs) before, wait what's BT before Tim before Tim (laughs) wait I can't know about that I can't even concept that to be fair it was before you were born I know right my brain my brain couldn't just then you just can't handle it as a straight concept Jesus Christ I know straight concept pure concept Uh, one of the one funny thing about this show that I think is uh, funny an anecdote for me personally Uh is that I could never read what the episode titles were when they would come on screen and it would do this like drum roll bing and there would be boom Bum, 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 bum. 
and that whole scene was like five to ten seconds long and it would show the title card of the episode and i couldn't read it so me as a small baby man was like you know two years old one years old whenever and i would be on the couch and my mom would be like in the back of the house in the bathroom <laughs> god only knows where the hell and i would be like And my mom would come booking. She would like bolt. And if she didn't make it in time, I was distraught. I was like, I don't Off. know what episode it Derailed is. Derailed for the day. Fucking Never going to be ruined. on kilter again. Yeah. I need a sleep to fix myself. For real. I mean, it's one of those like unrecoverable moments. You just had to what have a sleep. I totally what remember that. Say? Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, that was that was something that I honestly can't believe my brain hang on, hung <clears throat> on to that. Way to go. I forgot like, you know, two of my college courses of science, but I still remember that 22 bullshit. 22 skidoo. 22 skidoo. Kingfisher. Um, so not not to, not to dwell. Oh, Kingfisher. 9,000. Kingfisher. 9,000. There's a lot of great episodes. Um, I don't. beer. I don't. Oh, yeah? I've never had it. What's it taste like? Fish? India. Ale. Kings? Yeah. Birds? None of the above? None of the above. All right. Well, still a cool name. It's a taste of India. It's a taste of India. Okay. Uh, so the the episode that I want to mention briefly before sure. we move on is sure. um, actually more to do with some of the Jewish culture, but this actually had to do with a Jewish myth, and it's a, a actually uh, creature that's kind of like a scary, like horror, is you it, know, based is creature. Is it the golem? No. So, so the episode involved this, you know, there was one day where a bunch of weird stuff was like falling over in their house and, and things were going missing and food was being eaten and they didn't know what was going on. But um, Tommy's grandfather, not the one who's in most of the episodes, who is his dad's grand, his dad's dad, but his mom's dad, who was Jewish, um, he was convinced that their house was haunted by the Dybbuk. Hmm. And I never knew what it was. And you'd always go, the Dybbuk, it's the Dybbuk. You have to be careful. It's the Dybbuk. And Dybbuk. 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 The Dybbuk is a Jewish myth derived from the word Dabak, which means to adhere or to cling. And this was a malicious. Oh, it's a Klingon. It's a Klingon. A Klingon. It's a malicious possessing spirit believed to be the dislocated soul of a dead person. Um, and usually they would only be able to, you know, be at peace or, or you know, resolve their issues if someone agreed to help them out and, and do something that they needed. So the whole episode, he was convinced it was a Dybbuk. And in reality, it was just a mouse. There was just a mouse walking around <laughs> knocking shit over. Which is way more Which common. Which way let's be more real. common. But actually, there's some pretty awesome... If you look up Dybbuk, D-Y-B-B-U-K, you can find some great artwork of like old traditional you know, oh, Hebrew wow. drawings That's awesome. of this thing. It's I'm, wicked I'm cool. I'm like doing that. Yeah. So uh, this was actually in the first season. And I always remembered it and thought it was super cool. Uh, so, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of goofiness. There's a lot of just you know ridiculous inane episodes and things like that. But uh, I, I definitely appreciate the culture that it tried to inter uh, interject a little bit. And um, yeah, I mean, I I've gone back and watched a few of the episodes of like the first few seasons recently, and and still had a great time with it. So um, that's that's probably my piece on Rugrats. Mattress boy, that's what they'll call me. <laughs> Mattress boy. boy. 
It's one of the one of the few I remember. And then Reptar, which was like you know the stand-in for Godzilla, which yep. is probably the reason I like Godzilla so much. <laughs> um, and you know you have gateway you know kaiju, gateway kaiju. And then he also had the his main bad guy was was Tor, and he was this giant purple gorilla, and he would go Tor hungry, Tor want eat. And that was like his phrase. <laughs> I don't his remember phrase. Tor. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm saying it right. I don't know. I, I, I could be wrong. Correct me, Retroids. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Correctroids? Correctroids. Oh, that should be a new segment <laughs> where we get emails don't from you about. Don't be a Correctroid. <laughs> no, no, it's can, okay. It's you fine. You can e- email us with your Correctroidations. Uh, so that's all. That's all I'm going to talk about. Correctodactyl. Correctodactyl. Pterodactyl. Pedantic. So yes, very. I'm gonna pass. I'm Captain Pedantic, according to Randy Carter. Captain Pedantic. <laughs> I'm gonna pass the torch right now to one to one pass resident. Pass the the slimy blimp. The slimy blimpy. The to slimpy one blimp. resident boss rush mode. Oh hello. Oh hello I'm there, boss there sir. Oh hi. Oh hi. I'm gonna be talking about Nickelodeon shows. Oh, oh we're using our cloud voice. Yes. Oh, oh, I don't know why. I like using cloud. Has nothing to do with anything at all. Maybe oh, this I'm is because we're doing a, a segment on a kids show. Maybe. Oh, oh, I don't know. I think the chiaroscuro shading is actually. Oh, really now you're quite doing strong set. Yeah, Get that no, strong set out of here. I can't help it. We'll do an episode on it. All right, boss rush. Anyway. The first show I'd like to bring up is a show called... Oh, hold wait. on. Hold, hold on, on before I say hold that. Hold on. Don't spill the beans. Right. I forgot. We're actually playing the theme song. And the theme song will say the name of it a few times. So you better guess quick. you just passed out for the last 30 or so seconds that was the theme to which if you did we're not shaming you right but you won't know what song but it you was. should be ashamed of yourself yeah you should, you should shame yourself no, we're, we are actually also, if you're driving please. we are straight up shaming you <laughs> yeah don't be driving. anyway that was of course the theme to danger mouse it's a show that was produced by cosgrove hall films hmm. and it was a british show and it aired on nickelodeon between 1984 and 1994 and it's a basically like a it was on for 10 years? It was, apparently. Wow. Oh, holy my shit. God. Yeah. I, probably I mean, would. I remember this show, absolutely, but holy crap, I had no idea. Maybe we didn't get it for all of that. Do you know that? I'm pretty sure. That's, oh, man, that's, 10 that's, years, that's so. crazy. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. And uh, it was a show, was, you know, Danger Mouse was obviously the, the main character. He was like a, it's basically like a spy fiction adventure kind of show, much akin to like James Bond and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool, cool. And uh, you know, it's just a just a fun show. You know, like you know, just spy stuff. You know, he's a secret agent. He you know, yeah, you know, fights crime and stuff like that. You know, I just thought it was a pretty neat cool. He's got, he's got an eye patch. Yeah. He does have an eye patch, and he's got you know uh, the big DM logo just you know on him at all times. So he, you know, you know his initials. He and, and he, he, did, he would do push ups. He, he would do push ups with like you know his just like his index fingers because he's a badass, but total straight badass. What made him so danger? Oh, like, oh, I mean, it was all the bombs. Yeah, there were so many bombs. There were bombs, and the theme song was like loaded with them, mm-hmm. and they they blowed up, blowed. Uh, I just want to mention some of like the characters. Obviously, there was Danger Mouse, and he was voiced by David Jason. 
Uh, Penfold, who was a little trusty sidekick, he was a hamster. Oh he, my god, I never knew what he was. He kind of looks like Jake <laughs> I the never dog. Knew what yeah. he was supposed to be. He was voiced by Penfold. Terry Scott. Uh, Colonel K, which he would be giving him his like assignments, voiced by Edward K- Kelsey. He was a chinchilla. And what? for some reason, I, I guess that's that's what the notes say. <laughs> oh, and so uh, people uh, mist- mistook him for a moose, apparently, which I didn't get that either. I mean, what? he was just a. I don't remember what this character looked. I remember Penfold. Right, Penfold was. Yeah, I, I like Penfold. Yeah, what, I think. what was his name? The, the the chief dude. Colonel K. Okay. Um, Colonel K with a K. Well, yeah, yeah. Letter K. <laughs> Colonel with a C. Only a K. K with a K. K is a K. Oh, yeah, I do remember this guy. He's supposed to be a chinchilla. That's, That's right. They never wait, saw a chinchilla. Wait, can I see the picture? Yeah. I, I mean, can't find him. I don't know. That, okay, continue. That's that's what I read. That's what I wrote down. That's okay. what I say. <laughs> that's All right, funny. so And uh, their, their main antagonist, Baron Silas Greenback. Oh, who's a yes. Toad. Oh, my God. That's for, right. Also voiced by Edward Kelsey. Amazing. Uh, let's see. Stiletto. I can't read my own handwriting. Mephistopheles. (laughs) Mafiosa. He was a a crow, voiced by Brian Truman. He's like an Italian, I guess. He spoke kind of broken Italian, which I barely remember. Uh, Leatherhead, who's a cow, voiced by Terry Scott. Uh, Nero, which is actually a little white caterpillar. Yeah. And he was a... The sound of, you know, the sounds it made was made by David Jason, but he was like kind of akin to like the white cat, like a bad guy in a spy thing would have. Yeah, Blofeld. Yeah. Blofeld in, in uh, Bond right. had the white cat, which is where, Sir, you know, Mr. Mr. Bickleworth. Right. So, was, so that was, was like Mr. Yeah, the, the analog for that. Yeah. And um, let's see. And Isambard Sinclair, who is the narrator, voiced by David Jason. You never saw him. He was just like the voice like, oh, this is Danger Mouse going on his adventure. Da, 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 da. Uh, I'll mention a couple of the. He side. was a pine martin. Sure, why not? Well, we'll, we'll go with that. It sounds sure. good. <laughs> sure. And there was a bunch of side characters, but I'll only mention a couple. Uh, there was a character called Count Duckula, voiced by David Jason, who got his own spinoff show for a few seasons. So I don't know if any of you guys ever saw. Count I loved Dukula. Count Duckula. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that was spun off from Danger Mouse. Apparently. I did not know that. I mean, I knew that. Like, I think subconsciously, I realized the drawings were the same. Right. And it was clearly English. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't realize that. I didn't know he actually was on Danger Mouse first. Yeah. That's really cool. I uh, see, and another character, Doctor Augustus P. Crumhorn uh, the Third. Uh, voiced by Jimmy Hibbert. He was a wolf, a mad scientist. And apparently his full name... <clears throat> he has a longer name. He, no, that name's oh full. Oh my god. It's... <laughs> let, let, let me let me kind of gaze upon this monstrosity of a name here. <laughs> Aloysius Julian Philippert <laughs> Elfinstone Eugene Dionysus Barry Manilow Crum, <laughs> Barry Manilow. Oh my God, Crumhorn. <laughs> they throw Barry Manilow. Yeah. For some reason, the Dionysus. Augustus and the Third kind of got dropped from that that long that's name. That's amazing. So that that's his full name. And Professor Heinrich von Squawkenkluck, which I just love the friggin' name. Squawkenkluck. Uh, yeah, that's good. And that's uh, good. and guess what? Guess what kind of animal he is? Uh, a chicken. bear. With a with a name like Squawkenkluck, of course he's a mole. A mole? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know, what? actually, uh, if I had, if Weird. you put me on the spot and you said, I'm going to shoot you in the face, Steve, if you don't guess what animal Penfold was, I, w- I, I would guess that he was a mole. I would have guessed that he was a mole, too, actually. <laughs> totally. 
Because he has glasses. Or a hedgehog and, something without the spinies or something. But, like, he has glasses and, like, isn't that, like, the cartoon thing? Moles can't see good. Right, yes, exactly. That, that's, I don't know. I, I, I don't the same know. Honestly, thing. Penfold looks like Jake the dog. Like, he's just, <laughs> yeah. like, a big yellow lumpy with, you know, big white or big round eyes. Like, I don't know. He, I feel like Jake the dog took some inspiration from him I don't, I don't know if I, I, I'm going to agree with you on Jake the dog. But, yeah, he definitely is just, he could be a lot of things. That's for sure. Because Jake the dog doesn't look anything like a dog. He's just <laughs> yellow. <laughs> He's just a blob. He can uh, be anything. Okay. Okay. And, yeah, and I'm um, just cool. uh, one last thing. I guess I'm not going to really go on to it. It's, you know, it's a cool show. I, yeah. uh, it's widely available i'm sure in a lot lots, of places that you can see but um the thing about you know danger mouse he's got like i said he's got the the dm prominent like upon himself and i'm gonna read a bit from uh my notes here uh the show has the initials dm prominently emblazoned on his chest and this causes problems for those translating it into other languages with a little trend literal translation of the words danger and mouse do not have those initials oh and i'll just mention funny. two of my favorite you know, um, <laughs> translations here. Oh, uh, the Scots Gaelic version, uh, they just renamed him Donnie Murdo, which I think is awesome <laughs> as hell. Ah, Donnie Murdo! Which has nothing to do with <laughs> danger Scottish. or mice. It's just Donnie Murdo. <laughs> wow. This has nothing to do with danger. It has nothing to do with mice. It's not even really dangerous. He's just Donnie Murdo. And my absolute favorite is the Swedish one, which is Dundamusen, which is Thunder Mouse. <laughs> if you're going to be a mouse, be a Thunder Mouse. I mean, fuck. <laughs> Dunder. Holy shit. Dunder. Thunder. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, that was a, that was a show I totally always remembered. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did fun. briefly mention the show in episode 20, Kinder Terror, because it kind of re-triggered some... Uh, Nightmares I was having when I was a child. I mentioned uh, having the the recurring nightmares of demonic possession and all that shit. And now, like, just in one episode of Danger Mouse just happened to have like a doppelganger. I don't know if it was like an angel on one shoulder, devil on the other shoulder kind of thing. I don't remember the episode specifically, but you know, like the the devil image of Danger Mouse came up. I was like, oh, there goes another month on what nightmares. Oh, so shit. my like twelve oh, year old self was or eleven, however old I was at the time, was like, okay, my brain sucks. <laughs> I'm scarred now. I'm damaged oh, for life. I'm gonna have to file this away for the next thirty years so I can do Kinder Terror episode. Yeah, <laughs> worth it. <laughs> I think I turned on okay. It paid off. Awesome. That is that is super cool. I've never seen that show, and that's that's really neat. I do like the show though. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't mm -hmm. seen it in a while, but it, it was a fun show. And I, you like you know you get like the whole like the secret agent spy thing. You got cool yeah. like you know vehicles and just you know. Yeah, it, it really reminded me of Secret Squirrel, which yeah. was Hanna Barbera's like spy show at the time. Okay, huh. I liked them both. Did you, did you watch that one? I haven't seen it. No, I've heard of <laughs> it, but I never saw it. Yeah, it was it was definitely a uh, that one. The sidekick was definitely a mole. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, but cool. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were Actually, more decisive with the look sure. of their characters to uh, you know compared to their real off counterparts. Yeah. So, well, Secret Squirrel is definitely a squirrel. That was clear. They, yeah, they, they did a good job with the. But I mean, Danger Mouse is clearly a mouse. So. True. Everybody else. Anyway. Because we all know mice can do push-ups with, like, you know, the oh, we all fingers. Know yes, we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. All, all right. So right. Who's next? What gentlemen, we gentlemen, Moving gentlemen. Right we have one Nintendo Josepher. What? Right here. Nind Nind I like the way you threw that D in there. Nintendo Josepher. Nintendo Josephini. Right here. Famicom Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Famicom Joseph. Thunder Joe. Thunder Joe. <laughs> if you're going to be a Joe, be a Thunder, Thunder Joe. Joe. 
be a Dunder <laughs> Super Joe. Thunder Joe. Wait, is Dunder, is Dunder Mifflin actually... 16-bit Super Thunder Joe. <laughs> is Dunder Championship Mifflin edition. really Thunder Mifflin? Like, from The Office? Does uh, that mean Thunder Mifflin? Oh, it, of course. Thunder it Muffler? Yes. You never knew that? No. Everybody knows that. But they make paper. Anyway. Thunder paper. Joe, Anywho. Joe has something to say. Do I? But he can't say all of it. I can't say all of it. Not yet. Well, all I can say is, it's going to be fucked up. guys so did you figure out what song that was and what show it was from i know what was it what was it what was it it it, it, it was candlepinners candlepin stars and strikes yes yeah you got, got it, it wrong yes oh. i get everything yeah, wrong you got it <laughs> wrong <laughs> Wee-oo. Wee-oo. wrong all right, so it why don't you tell us what it was, Nintendo? All right, was so it? that was from the Ren and Stimpy show, oh, also known right. as Ren and Stimpy. Mm. And it's an American anime television the television series created by John Krikifliffithi. I can't pronounce his last name. I Krasinski? Yeah. I have no idea. J.K. Um, Rowling? And that came out on Nickelodeon, obviously. And uh, the series follows the adventures of the title characters, Ren, who is a, an emotionally unstable chihuahua, which is hilarious. Yeah, he's also real ugly. And, I mean, like, top-tier ugly characters. It's pretty, characters. like, accurate to what a chihuahua is because that's... Because you, you notice when chihuahuas shake, it's yeah. not because they're cold. It's because they're, they're, like, so, they're freaking so out. emotionally distressed. Yeah. They're, like, yeah. they're ready to, like... Explode. Like, <laughs> like viciously attack you because it's so full of they're rage. They're like, hug me or feed me. I'm g- I might bite you. <laughs> I have the same <laughs> amount of rage as a normal size animal, but I'm so you little idiot. it just overflows in my own. Steam, uh, you uh, idiot. Steam your taco now. <laughs> you get on Taco Bell, you idiot. You idiot. You stupid, fat, bloated idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you worm. <laughs> you worm. Warf. Oh, my God. Warf. Warf. Anyways, Stimpy, who is a good-natured yet dim-witted cat, the show premiered on August 11th, 1991, which is 10 days before you existed. I know. Wow. I came out at a great time. Yeah, the very, the very day that, uh, that, yeah, the original four Nicktoons were Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats, Doug, Doug and that's it? Well, from was what I was looking up, it said, yeah, it said Doug was first, then Rugrats, then Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. So yep. those were the three The three notable yep. first three Nicktoons, whatever. Yep. And the final episode aired on December 16th, 1995. So it lasted for five seasons, six seasons. That does not like count that. the Spike TV reboot. Right? No, that was, yeah. year, that was years which later. Was which was like extremely only, adult. Which, yeah. Um, it only, that one only lasted like three episodes. Oh wow! It was really, really the, it was there was like full nudity. It was like yeah, really it, it weird. wasn't very good at all. It was, it was and know, it was just a different audience. It yeah, was, it was really like it felt. I mean, it was always like a little mean spirited and everything, but it was still a kid show. Right. But the one on Spike just the wasn't. reboot was, yeah. was like okay, we're done with double entendre. We're doing single entendre. Yeah, we're just yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just inappropriate. Full on entendre. Full entendre. Full entendre. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So anywho. 
The Rod It's Run, it was a notoriously controversial show for its dark humor, sexual in- <laughs> innuendo. In your end. Don't whiz on value. the electric fence. Was the, a, was a the, board game. Uh, <laughs> Don't whiz on the electric fence. Was a board game? Yeah, it was a board game in the show, yeah. No, it also was a board game. Log. log. That wasn't a board no, game. It was, it was, it was just game. a toy. It was a toy. Oh, yeah. It's big, it's, it's heavy, it's wood. It's log. Well, it's what rolls downstairs, alone or in pairs, alone, rolls boom, over your neighbor's boom, dog. Boom, 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 boom. Great for a snack, it fits in your back. It's log, 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 It's good. It's better than bad. It's good. That's like a line I think I've just kept for life. It's better than bad. It's good. I just like that. And of course, no, sir, I am a real horse. <laughs> no, 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 sir. sir I, don't I don't like, like it. it. <laughs> yeah, sir, I don't like it. What was that? Uh, uh, powdered Toast Man. Powdered yeah. Toast Man! It was just hilarious because I love Powdered Toast Man because he flew backwards. Yeah, he flew yeah. backwards. <laughs> he flew backwards. Sometimes he'd be upside down. Be, yeah. And there was one episode where I don't know if it was Ren or somebody, but there was another character and he, and he was riding on top of him. <laughs> and yes, yes. Powdered Toast Man just turns around. And he's like, Quick, man! Cling connectiously to my boxes. And the guy goes, Both <laughs> of them? Doom <laughs> <laughs> powder toast, oh man. man. And like the ass cheeks are like jiggling. I mean, it's just so funny. <laughs> like, the fuck? they made a powdered toast as well. Right. Like, it was like, first of all, we had to create like, this it product. It was like a salt, a uh, sugar shaker. Yeah. Like, like, and like they would cinnamon just sugar. out a piece of finished toast. Toast. Yeah, like sh- just just add. So they made shake. up that, and then they turned the fake product into a super into a like, The whole thing is just so so many layers. It's a it's, fever it's, dream. It's oh phenomenal. man, it's like oh, the best. It's so good. Yeah. So the production is of uh, value. Uh, value. Yeah, the production failure to deliver episodes on time and is deteriorating. Deteriorating. Can't talk right. Relationship with Nickelodeon executives and standards and practices department led to the departure of the show in 1992. Um, it the two episodes that didn't air were called Sammy and Me and The Last Temptation, which oh. finally aired on MTV in 1996. Hmm. Oh. Jeez, and then of course the the more adult show later on, like mm-hmm. in uh, 2000 or something like that. Yeah, in it was in. I think one of the other skits that obviously is timeless is Happy Happy Joy Joy. Sure, sure. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. I told you I should, but you didn't you believe me. Why didn't you believe me? <laughs> um, I mean, this show was like one Are of those you ready, ones kids? that there were, there, were so, there were so few episodes that I saw the episode so many times, a million many times. times. Yes. Do you remember I the one where they had to like them. lick their bodies to make hairballs to then spit them out, and then they like mass produce? They were mass producing something by licking hairballs. I don't recall. And then, and then I remember there was an episode with Warf, and they just kept saying Warf. Well, it, you know, that was like that was Stimpy's like onomatopoeia for hairballing for, for like, hairballing. Warf. Yeah, his his mouth would just yeah. like stretch forward and be like. Warf. Yeah, it had a really really Warf. unique style to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, pretty, pretty. Funny also, show. also, I like if you had a gun to my head and said which one of them is a cat, which one of them is a dog, I would have thought <laughs> the opposite. You yeah. would have said, uh, uh, I would have said, yeah, uh, chinchilla. I would have said, yeah. Ren is, is a hairless cat, and Stimpy is a big dumb cat. I would say uh, uh, that is dog. a real horse. <laughs> no, I don't. No, sir. No, sir. I don't, I don't like it. Like it. <laughs> um, yeah, this show broke every mold that there was to break, and it was also like. In the world of Nickelodeon cartoons at the time, it was the cool one. So, like, you were kind of like the cool 
kid. Like, if you had a, a Rugrats poster on your wall, you were like a littler kid. But if you had Ren and Stimpy, it's like, oh, oh, yeah. That's the, these They're are the super ones edgy. for... This is for right. grown. Folks. I don't even know why I'm at school. I'm too cool for I it. Too, I mean, I have like I, I, I got, totally have I got like cartoons a, like a, to watch. Like I can't even be oh, here yeah. right now. No, I have, I have a fire dogs poster on my wall. It's like really cool. You guys, you don't even know. <laughs> you guys, my god, you guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pretty cool. Sweet. Pretty yeah, cool. yeah. Run Simpy is uh, an awesome show. It uh, is. I I actually really w- want to go back and watch more of that. And I don't know if it's available on anything. It must be. It has to be. But I don't know. Right. I don't have the answers. Um, but you know who does have the answers? Parasite Steven. Oh, do I? I don't know about that. Parasitic Svensson. I do. I don't know about the answers, but I do have my first pick of the day. I'll and take it. That uh, that is coming right up now. Right, I'm Double sure you dare. guys all remember that theme. That Double dare. Um, amazing butt rock. You couldn't escape. You could not escape that show. Oh my God! Double Dare was on Nickelodeon for so long. So it was on from 1986 to 1993. But it had a total. Are you guys ready for this? No. 482 episodes. Holy shit! Yeah. So like, how many times did they air a new episode? Was it once I, a day? I don't know. Well, like once a day for every week? Every yeah, week? right. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. There, there were like other variations of the show. Um, like eventually, I guess in the last couple of years, it turned into super sloppy double dare, but only yeah. on the weekends. Ew. What the fuck? Sloppy second double dare? Sloppy second double dare? Sloppy second double entendre dare? It's not dare. called sloppy seconds double dare. Super it sloppy? Super so sloppy. Gross. That's super. what it was. It was gross out culture of 90s, right? Um, and uh, it was basically the same show, but it had just messier stunts or whatever. Because basically the point of the show is to just get as gross as you could with slime. And it really like dialed up. This is like for all like the slime motif that has always existed in and around Nickelodeon. This show right here was, I think, where it really yeah. kind of spread its wings. I think right. it was from, I think it started with a different show that I'm not going to mention it right did. now because that's coming up later. But this particular show, I really think they're like, all right, let's 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 lean into this. They up the ante. Yeah, we're going to lean into this gross. And they had like the slime and the gack and the just all stuff look like boogers and like all sorts of stuff. And um, anyway, and it, it also became Family Double Dare at some point, which um, 
added the parents to the teams because Sl- super sloppy family double. It, it, that was not a thing. <laughs> double butter, thing. no butter. But burger. so for anybody who doesn't know what this is, Double Dare was a kids game show hosted by Indiana's favorite son, Mark Summers. Uh, and every episode had two teams that were comprised of two kids, usually a boy and a girl. Yes. And originally both teams wore red uniforms, which is kind of stupid, right? They both wore the same yeah, color. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, they did get to name their own teams. And as a kid, I we wanted to be, be the, the red show. team. Okay, so, you okay, are the red this team. This is like a total dork moment, right? So as a little kid, I remember the name that I picked for my Double Dare team that I wanted to be on like so freaking bad. And I was so into dinosaurs that I was like, oh my gosh. And I thought I was being so clever. So I was like, oh, I would totally be the Dino Mites. And I didn't even know the whole like JJ Walker thing. Dino Mites. I didn't know that. Uh, but like, I don't know. That that was, I never forgot that. So I would have been the Dino Mites and been a really, really cool kid and had lots of friends when I got And back definitely school. had a Ren and Stimpy poster. Yeah, I got back to school. Um, you guys, well, okay, fine. But have you seen my Fire Dogs poster? Um, so yeah. Um, anyway, but. Uh, after Double Dare entered syndication in 1988, apparently uh, they ch- they changed it. So one team was actually red and one team was blue. And actually, that's really all I remember. I, I, I even yeah, remember, yeah, I remember the red and blue. Yeah, having yeah. red and red, which just seems like such a stupid idea. <laughs> like ooh, we so up. I I wrote down basic uh, synopsis of how the show went, mm. and so that's what I'm gonna I'm just gonna get through it as fast as I can. Uh, the game went like this. There were two main rounds to the game where the team in control, because it was all about like being the team in control. That you could literally get so screwed with this game if the other team kept getting answers right. You're like you're done. You don't get to do a damn thing because they would do a coin toss at the beginning and then they would do a physical challenge. And the physical challenge was like one of the main, main gimmicks of the show. And they were like you know all different things. Usually you got messy and everybody got to participate. When when they I think whoever won the initial physical challenge uh, got to be the team in control. I'm pretty sure. I, I Don't team quote me on that, but control. for sure. I know it was either a coin toss or, or it was because... I know it started out with a physical challenge every episode. There was physicality. It. But anyway, so... Well, that's what they called it. The physical challenge! There was touch. But so anyway, um, team control would have to answer various trivia questions. And each correct answer earned a monetary award for your, your, your points. You're tallying up. Have a nickel. And uh, allowed the team to maintain control. But an incorrect answer or failure to respond in about 10 seconds, whatever the time limit was, would result in control being turned over to the opponents. Okay. So the gimmick for Double Dare was the team, if they don't know the answer, before that 10 seconds runs up, they can dare their opponents to answer the question thus doubling its value. So if it was a 25-point question, it becomes 50, and then the other team could actually answer it. But the, the reason you do it is, you know, you think they don't know it either. And You're so like, this is so hard, they, 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 won't, don't, get they it. won't get they it They don't either. know Mark Summers' favorite and then, cat Right, and breed. then they'll get penalized because if the other team was dared and they couldn't answer it either, you keep control. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So you can go, oh, shit, I don't know this one. But They'll they're not going to know it either. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah, that's so. That is like kind of a cool idea. Trick of being. Yeah. Mm. But the 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 thing that would could happen is the other team could then double dare you back. Oh, my God. Could they yeah. triple dog dare you? Uh, no, but it would they would double dare. That that's was a the sequel show. One. Family sloppy and, triple dog um, dare. At that point, you would either have to answer it. Or because I think the point, I don't know if it doubled again or, or I don't know. I think the points kept going up. But at that point, you would have to e- have to either pony up, answer the damn question, or you could take a physical challenge. And if you if you took the physical challenge, 
Um, they, you had to like pull I down said, your pants in front of Mark Summers. No, you don't. You never did that. That never happened. Uh, Ew. Um, but, you know, so, like I said, physical channels were, were like all different things, like completely just a million different things. Um, most of the time they were messy. They weren't always. Usually they lasted 20 or 30 seconds. Um, the one I saw, I did some research. I like, I watched a couple episodes. One of them, the ones, the more simple ones to, to describe. Uh, one kid got an Elvis wig and a cape and a guitar oh, oh, and then the oh. other one had to bounce ping pong yeah. balls. they had to stand a certain amount like a certain distance apart 10 feet or whatever it was and then the other the other person was bouncing ping pong balls and had to try to get it into the the sound hole of the acoustic guitar and the other the other person <laughs> the, who's holding the guitar they the can sound like, hole they can that's actually the that's what's actual called. name Amazing. of it i i, yeah. like I cannot believe that's what that's called it's yeah. called a sound hole so, and the other, the person holding the, the guitar so could move funny. it in any direction they wanted to or whatever. They just couldn't, they couldn't like move their feet. They had to stand where they were. But anyway, they, they got like, you know, they had to get three and 30 seconds or something. And, and, you know, then they win the physical challenge. They, they got a bunch of points. They get the full. So they turned a 25 point thing into like a 200 points or whatever yeah. it was. And then boom. So that show must have had some great final rounds where it's like shit just totally flipped on it itself. It could, yeah. It that's definitely a, that's could. But cool. there were episodes like where one team just didn't get to do a damn thing. and that Yeah, just they sucked. kept control the whole time. Because like, that, that always scared me. I was like, what if I actually got to go and I lost the first physical challenge and never got to do a damn thing? Right. Like, wouldn't that be the worst thing totally. ever? Totally. So, uh, are you going to. So, how do you that's get not, slimed? Okay. So. Whoever wins, whoever has the most points at the end of the second round. So that's that's round one and round two. Okay, they you redo a okay. it, literally second verse, same as the first. They do a physical challenge in between the rounds, and again, I think that's when they they could you know possibly get control the the other team or whatever. But anyway, so whoever has the most points at the end of the second round um, gets to go to the obstacle course, and that is like the main thing. That's the shit right that you there. care about that's watching. Like, Double that's Dare. like that's like MXE. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean it's like a kids version of MXE. Uh, basically, the course consisted of uh, eight obstacles. And you had to complete them within 60 seconds. Uh, each obstacle had an orange flag somewhere inside of it or above it or in it or something. And basically, the two team members would kind of like one would go to the first and one would go to the second. And then it was just a relay. Mm, okay. So you, ha- you have to hand off. You have to get the first flag, hand it off to your teammate, and then they go to the next one. And then you and then them and yep. so on. Flip so, on. you know, you, uh, you, you know, that that's what you had to do. And the cool thing was the obstacle course like was always changing. So mm-hmm. they had certain stunts that would like you know, come back or maybe we're always in it. Like a couple of the ones I remember, there was a giant nose, like a three foot yes. tall, four foot tall yes. nose. Yes. And it was full of like green slime boogers. Dummy boogers. It, it was just easy. Your nose look for the flag. Yeah. Yep. It was super easy, barely an inconvenience. All you had to do was <laughs> just jam your hand right up there and just find the flag and it was in one of the two nostrils. You know, there's only the two. Wow, wow, wow. And the- <laughs> wow. 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 And then there was um uh, yeah, there was there was one that was a giant hamster wheel, which I always loved. Yeah, and the kid gets mm-hmm. in the hamster wheel, and and like there were lights on the side that light up, and you just literally had to go, like make it turn as enough times that yeah. the the Fill flag the would like lower itself to be where you could jump Congrats. up. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there was a lot of like really fun things. It was also like this big like mouth. It was just teeth basically, like the Mick Jagger like you know 
Rolling Stones logo, and you'd you'd have to like open it and then dive down the gullet, and there was like a slime covered. Oh tongue. yeah, and it yeah. looked all like all di- yeah. like undigested bullshit. Like yes. it was really gross. Oh, wicked nasty. Yeah, yeah I and that. and so really, it really was just about being gross and just celebrating that and how it's fun to be gross and be a kid and get covered in this stuff. And before I uh, and and my little spiel on Double Dare, I will say that I did as a kid get to go to Nickelodeon Studios. I was I was pretty pretty young. And I think it was about nine and it was shortly after it opened and it's not there anymore. You can't go to Nickelodeon studios anymore. I think it was part of like universal universal right? or yeah. something. Yeah. And I actually, uh, one of the things was you did a tour and there was, um, like a part where you got to go to the kitchen and I actually got to try, um, the slime and the gack because guess what? It's all food because right. Like, Right, we can't Obviously be throwing like yeah anything They're not like edible diving all over. into this stuff. They're yeah. diving into it. It has to be edible. So it turns out like it was actually it was actually good. Like the green slime that you would normally see them actually pour. I don't know about today, but it used to just be primarily applesauce, like dyed green Apple applesauce sauce. and. And the uh, most dyed of the, green tomatoes. Yeah, most of the gas <laughs> green were like puddings. So like the pudding. one I tried was butterscotch. It was just straight up butterscotch pudding, and uh, biscotch, it was fun. biscotch shenanigans. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, it was that's, pretty fun. That's and I was awesome. like, I was the lucky kid who got to try the 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 stuff like in my tour group. There's only one. No, yeah, so we we as a group. Are you the went, Highlander of Nickelodeon there Studios? Was, there was a, there was a trivia question and I answered it right. So like, okay, come down. You actually get to try it. So then the the greatest thing ever happened to me like in my kid life. I was the next day I was at the uh, the the pool swimming in the pool of of our hotel we were at. And I was like, you know, you sometimes you're on vacation or whatever. And as a kid, you like just befriend other kids that are there because like. You just yeah need for like to an hour kids. yeah yeah right. for an hour right so you were my best yeah. friend for an hour yes exactly and never saw you again and so there was a kid like that and we were talking about it. I was like oh what you do oh what you been doing oh we went to the Universal Studio oh cool we went to Nickelodeon oh cool me we did too oh we went yesterday oh we did too and and I was like oh it was really awesome I got to go and I got to I answer answered this question I got to actually try the slide and then the kid actually fucking said wait a minute are you Steve <laughs> are you the Steve <laughs> literally. Happened, and I was like a celebrity for one second because I was the kid that I, he clearly was in my group. So right, really fun. But anyway, that's it. That's uh, uh, that's my spiel on Double Dare. I love Steve. <laughs> yeah, I loved this show. I love this show a lot. I watch it all the time, and I thought Mark Summers was the shit. And uh, he was yeah. a cool dude. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he apparently went on to produce a lot of shows for the Food Network. Yeah, like three or four. Yeah. Okay, wow. I guess I guess wow. it's good that the that wow. the, the wow. slime was edible, right? He was yeah. familiar with the, all kinds of yeah. food. I guess. The summer's breeze, summers, <laughs> summers Bahama breeze. Yeah. All right, so who's next? Uh, I think it cycles back around to moi, uh, myself, to, yeah. and I. So we're gonna we're gonna play a theme song for you, and you're gonna immediately guess it because much like Danger Mouse, it says the name all over the fucking place. So uh, take a listen. Modern life. 
right, so that right there was Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was a show that ran. I actually it started. It was a show. You're right. It was a show. I remember Correct. that about uh, it. Among, among things yes. that it was. Affirmative. It was, it was also a Super Nintendo game. Uh, so it started in October 29th of 1990, Dose. Uh, and this show was created by Joe Murray. Uh, for for Nickelodeon. Of here. Joe Murray me with Joe my money. Murray me with my money. <laughs> it's a little uh, little Sunset Riders for you there. Uh, so this show focused on the daily life of a wallaby. That's a wallaby, wallaby. not a kangaroo. Wallaby. A wallaby. Uh, shout outs oh, to hef. shout outs to our oh, brothers hef. and sisters in Australia. Right, right. We love you and our thoughts are with you and. All yes. of you should donate mm-hmm. and help out where we can help because we, we need and, to save the wallabies and the kangaroos and the koala and the bears quakas. and the koala bears. Um, yeah, the dro- all the all the drop beers, drop beers, drop beers. Oh, drop my beer. Uh, yeah. So Rocco was a wallaby. Uh, his name was Rocco. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good story. I know it's, it's a cool story. Bro. It's honestly one of my favorites to tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he had a dog named Spunky. I love Spunky. Spunky Cold Medina. Spunky. <laughs> Spunky. Spunk, I just want to keep saying it. Spunky's the all-time stupidest dog. <laughs> yeah, he's like... <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just there's like the Odie. dumbest fucking thing. Odie exists, and <laughs> Spunky is the all-time stupidest dog. Yeah, no. In any cartoon. Odie has a PhD compared to Spunky. I mean, compared to Spunky, yes. I mean, Spunky's straight up brain damaged. I mean, there's no way he's not. Laundry day is a very dangerous day. <laughs> uh, so his best friend, uh, Rocco's best friend, is Heifer. The steer. He's not a cow, he's a steer. <laughs> he's a steer. <laughs> and Filbert the turtle. I'm it was nauseous. clearly Woody Allen. I'm oh, nauseous. I'm nauseous. And uh, and Filbert's girlfriend I fell down was the Dr. stairs Claw. and my shoes fell off. I'm very hurt about this. <laughs> no, I know he was very sore, <laughs> Rosenberg. <laughs> well, were you physically hurt as well? Oh, my, my, no. My head was bashed apart. I'm merciful. <laughs> my head was bashed and merciful. It was awful. He used to always say, Tartar sauce. Tartar sauce. Oh, fish sticks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He would, he would, oh, fish sticks. Tartar sauce. Uh, I remember oh, that I'm nauseous and yeah. he was like I'm he was nauseous. swinging he would always swing he was on a swing and he's like I'm nauseous I'm, I'm nauseous I'm nauseous <laughs> <laughs> you just so keep funny. doing it though uh, so the, this show had four seasons it had 52 episodes but each episode had like you know two individual storylines so there was a hundred uh, unique segments of the mm-hmm. show um, and I would say that the the main thing that the show is really known for is much like Ren and Stimpy, it had uh, like this kind of adult lace double entendre style humor um, that honestly I didn't at all get. Like I kind of knew when I was a kid that Ren and Stimpy was more for adults and there was stuff I wasn't getting. More for adults. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, more on the nose. But Ren, but uh, Rockers Modern Life, I thoroughly enjoyed and did not get any of the double entendre until later. And that was like crazy to me. But, I mean, you had characters like Really, Really Big Man, who was just a big fucking dude, and he had nipples of the future. Well, he was the superhero. He was say. the superhero guy. He was the, guy. He was the Superman. at a comic book store. He worked at kind of a lot of comics. <laughs> kind of a lot of comics. Which is a great And name. so, Really, Really Big Man was like <laughs> the superhero. The superhero, yeah. So, Really, Really Big Man and his nipples of the future. He would, he would legitimately, his costume was such that his nipples were always showing, and his <laughs> nipples could like... And it was always cold. 
His nipples could like completely distend Cut from diamonds. his body and just suction onto people's eyes. They'd be like, <laughs> it was like they were on cables. Yeah, they were on like yeah. you know yeah, they were spring-loaded cables, long nipples, and they would just shoot out and like suction onto a person's eyes, and he would like violently show them the future, and the person would be like. <gasps> Like it was just like a horrible experience. And this no, I mean, in all ways, it's horrible. <laughs> right? I mean, you got this guy's nips in your eye, and you're just like forcibly showing the future. This random dude's nips just punched your eyeballs yeah, into your skull. I mean, Jesus! If I met Superman and his, and this is what he did to me, I'd I would be I would straight up hate pissed. Superman. Yeah, I wouldn't be into this at all. Uh, so that was one of the things. Um, Rocco also, there was an episode where he was trying to get another job because he couldn't work at kind of a lot of comics for some reason. And he had a bunch of different, I think he hated small, his boss or something. Yeah. His boss was a, a huge dick and he used to always, uh, yeah, was, not he literally. One, was he the one, excuse me, was he the one who would like pick his nose and like fling it? I don't know. There was a guy who was like a, he was like a yellow, um, yellow, like lizard dragon thing. He may, he might've been, uh, the boss of the, the big heads. There was, there was Ed big head. And there was Beverly, big head. Yeah. Boom! Boom! Oh, oh Ed. Oh, Rocco, dear. Oh, Rocco, dear. Just... Come in the back and take off your trousers. <laughs> <laughs> they straight up had a streaking party. They did. In the back. That, like, take off your trousers was yeah. from an episode. Yeah. Take off your trousers. Take off your trousers. Don't be shy. You just talk like Harvey Feinstein. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Rocco, Rocco, dear. Rocco, dear. Uh, so in, this, in the episode where Rocco was getting a bunch of jobs, he actually ended up for one second as a phone sex operator. And you didn't <laughs> at all at all get it unless you were an adult. Uh, because it just the only thing it did was it showed him on the phone going, oh, baby, oh, baby. Oh, baby. And then it just, like, on the wall, there was a poster that that alluded to something, you know, like, oh, you know, first five minutes are, are free or whatever. And it was like, basically, if you got it, you knew. But as a kid, I was just like, I don't know. I just, I had no idea what he was doing. But right. he was a phone sex operator. So um, and then there was also the local restaurant chain, The Choky Chicken. <laughs> I remember that one. I mean, come on. The fucking chokey chicken. Are you kidding me? And, the, and uh, there was an episode where Heifer chokes on a bone. He's like, like they, they order a bunch of chicken, and Heifer just straight up takes the entire rotisserie chicken and just goes, and he's like swallowing it, and there's just like a fucking rib cage lodged in his throat. And Rocco's like, Oh my god, like you're gonna and like and Heifer starts choking and they try to do CPR and he dies and Heifer dies and he goes to heck and he meets the devil there whose name is Peaches. Peaches. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like Peaches like became a character. Peaches is totally chill. But he's like this scary guy whose whose head looks like a hand. His head was kind of like this weird like hand like thing that and he had like a black cowl on but then he would take the cowl off and he would just be like this weird like fleshy hand guy and it was really weird but he was like a, a cool dude. He was chill. Um, but yeah there was there's so much to love in this show and honestly I think that uh, it, it for me aged pretty well and was one that I always was fond of and uh, there's actually currently there is a, a Netflix special that came out last year um, that is a original new it's like an hour plus long uh, episode essentially of uh, of like Rocco's modern life and it's like where have they been this whole time? And uh, it's called Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling. And they, they play up the fact that, like, at the end of the show, all the characters got jettisoned into space. And 
what happened was in this Netflix movie, they realized that there's just like a button that sends them back to Earth that like they never hit. And Heifer hits it with his ass. And uh, and so they fly back to Earth and all of a sudden it's like 2019. And they don't, they're like, what the fuck happened? Where's the, where's the 90s? You know, there's no swearing. But they're like, well, you know, where's the 90s? What's going on? And uh, so they, they make fun of all like the modern technologies and stuff. It's, it's fun. Um, it's definitely neat to see these characters come back and everything. But uh, it wasn't like mind-blowing. But I'm glad it happened. I would love if they actually kept it going as a show um, with episodes like, you know, in seasons and stuff like that. But... Needless to say, love me some Rocco. Uh, that's probably all I Great got. Show. Yeah. Great show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Super Nintendo game had amazing talking. And, and like very yeah. accurate graphics to the yeah, cartoon. Yeah, the, the sprites were really, really good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely good. It wasn't really, a really, really fun game. <laughs> really, really big. <laughs> Man. Man. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a good game, but it was definitely no. like it was perfect looking and oh man that the, there were so many sound yeah. clips from the show that sounded awesome i remember uh drawing the logo on mario paint oh nice i was pretty damn proud of that <laughs> 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 all right all right uh, now, how about so, the uh, the theme song wasn't there something particular oh, about the theme song? okay okay so so i cannot take credit for this discovery because i was informed by my uh my hand-drawn compadres here but Apparently, the season one theme song of Rocco's Modern Life was done originally in-house as a kind of spoof of the b 52 style. The, you know, Rocco's Modern Life, Rocco's Modern, Modern Life. Life, Rock Lobster. You know, it's just like that it's kind very of thing. Very B-52s. Very B-52s. Uh, so apparently, after that, you know, initial first season, the theme song changed. And I remember as a kid, I always noticed it. And I could tell, I was like, oh, this is an early episode. This is a later one. Yep. But I never knew the deal, which was that that original theme song Intended to be a uh, sound like the B fifty twos was actually it was eventually like a, it was a style parody. It was a style parody. Yep, just like Weird Al likes to do, and it was covered instead for the rest of the show by the actual B fifty twos. The actual B fifty twos decided they're like, you know, yeah, this is so good. What the whatever. circumstance? Yeah, I don't know was, how, but they yeah they ended up recording the other theme song, which so was the sure one that you heard way played. more. Just now, I'm not sure. I can't yeah. say for sure. I don't I, know. I don't recall They sound very way. similar, they honestly. Do. They do. Yeah. Um, so it was a pretty good parody. But yeah, very, very neat tidbit. I had no it's idea. Very neat, and also very cool of them to actually do I it. I know. It's like yeah. it's such so a, it's they, such a they, fun thing. They could thing. have been like, hey, this is cl- clearly ripping us off. We could sue you for this. And right. It's like, but no, instead, you they're know like, what? we'll just do it for you. We're going to take the high road and totally you know, double down into this. And we love it. It's great when like, especially fun bands end up being fun. I know, right? Because like, if the B-52s took themselves seriously like, on, like right. what the fuck like come on imagine you if weird a... al was a douchebag like come on that would that be the worst that would oh yeah. god no shit huh yeah um, he's not luckily he's not he's a great he's luckily a great he's guy. a gift he's a he gift is. he's yes. literally a, a national treasure um all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna be done right now talking right. about right. about things and i will pass the puck to uh to boss rush mode oh cool uh, well you're gonna be done talking about stuff i'm gonna start talking about things but before i do that let's play the theme to this thing
Alrighty. Well, that had no lyrics to it, and it was actually way more of a visual intro. Yeah, than that anything one was else. a little bit more obscure. I, I honestly don't think I would have gotten this one. Yeah, well, this is Mr. Wizard's World, and yeah. uh, the intro is kind of a kick. It's got like a whole bunch of like just images, you know, going on like like a brain flying into like the the statue the of the sun. thinker's head and mm-hmm. all that jazz, yeah. and you know, just yeah, it was a great all sciencey yeah. stuff. Oh, and so uh, cool. it is, it's a science educational show, mm-hmm. uh, and it was on Nickelodeon from 1983 to 1990. But this is something I just found out recently. It was actually preceded by the same guy who's uh, Don Herbert who's actually Mr. Wizard, he actually had a show called Watch Mr. Wizard, and that was from 1951 to 1965. Whoa. So he'd been doing this for a minute. Wow. So, wow. I had no idea. So, yeah, he was doing that for a quite some time. The progenitor of all, like, you know, Bill Kids Nye, right. yeah. Beekman's, Beekman's World, World exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. super cool. Yeah, so I thought that was uh, pretty wild. And yeah. actually, speaking of Beekman's Dang. World, um, Beekman's World had, like, uh, two... Puppet penguins. One of them was called Don. One of them was called Herb. Oh in honor of man, Don that's Herb. wicked! Oh, I had no idea. So I, I yeah. that the that tribute cool. is real. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty neat. Oh, that's, but, yeah. that's nice. That makes me warm inside. It does. So it's cool that they were just you know showing some some, yeah. some love. You know. And uh, so I, it's it was a like, really cool show. It was all a bunch of sciencey stuff, like you know, like do at home experiments or just you know teaching you about you know mm-hmm. very you know cool sciencey things. And uh, I remember one thing in particular. Um, uh, this uh, I was probably probably nine or ten years old at the time because I like I said the, the first couple seasons were like 1983 and 84 so I was probably about you know it was probably around those years uh, going to school you'd have like a you know, com- com- you know home computers were just starting to come out starting yep. to be a thing at the time and I remember um, one of the school classes you know it's like a almost like a study period or whatever but you go to the computer lab and you actually go on a computer it's like oh computer is so awesome so (laughs) new and all that stuff yeah and there was a a they didn't have mice they had turtles (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) right right? but um there was this one program called logo and what it was it was like there was like a like a a cursor that would be on the screen and it's a very rudimentary like just very you know low low tech like drawing program you'd actually have to like tell it to like you know like pen down so it would make contact with the oh, virtual paper okay yeah forward x amount of pixels you know turn right 90 degrees or whatever yeah. and all that stuff so you can get <laughs> it to like draw all this stuff and um i remember like going to class and be like oh man i remember seeing an episode of mr wizard's world where they actually you know, like used a logo program and they you know put in like some like commands and it would actually like you know do a bunch of squares but they, each one would be like you know a little bit like so, slightly uh, slightly off anger so it would just keep making squares but it would like form like a rudimentary flower That's and I was cool. like oh I wish I knew how to do that I wish I paid more attention to the episode and it just so happened like a couple days later that episode aired again and I was like oh I'm gonna pay attention this time but they never actually show you how to do it they, oh. they, they told you the square part oh man but oh, when I got yeah. to school the next day anyway I, I figured out okay make the fourth turn a little bit more than 90 degrees I made it like 100 and then just repeat that process over and over again and it worked and I was like so proud of myself for like figuring <laughs> it out I'm like, a fucking scientist I felt like the man no one else gave a shit <laughs> no, he's a wizard but I was super happy for myself And I, he's I a necromancer I was <laughs> a flowers I don't yes, know if that's a flower mancer <laughs> they called me crazy <laughs> Yeah, they did. said it couldn't be done, <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> and another thing, awesome. yeah, another thing about Mr. Wizard's World is actually um, my first experience with ASMR. And I don't know if anyone out there knows what ASMR is. It actually stands for oh, Autonomous yes. Sensory Meridian We're Response. We're talking about Mr. Wizard's World today. <laughs> On Retroidoctopus. <laughs> yeah. Hope it gets you lots and lots of tingles and relaxation. I have a lozenge in my mouth so that it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to turn this up in post. <laughs> no, don't. The whole point of it is to be like soft-spoken and relaxing. Right. 
But uh, there was this one episode where, like, you know, uh, Mr. Wizard would, like, just, you know, you show lots of these sciencey things to a lot of like you know younger kids it's it's kid show and one of the kids in particular was used uh teaching every to, episode had a different kid yeah there were the there were a bunch of different i mean you'd see the kids you know repeat once Come in a back, while yeah. but there oh, okay, were a bunch yeah. of kids and um this one particular kid was uh being taught how to like read fingerprints uh-huh. so mr wizard had like you know <clears throat> the fingerprint you know of the you know the the fingerprint you had to match and then 10 other you know for the rest of his fingers real you know, so you had to back and forth, and she put it next to like you know the one she had to match. You know, back and forth, and just the, the motion of going back and forth in the way was sliding the on the table. Sliding. It just gave me a, just gave me this really odd sense of relaxation that my nine-year-old brain couldn't really <laughs> comprehend. So the way I logistified it in my own brain is that I was getting like partially hypnotized. <laughs> You're like, this is what hypnotism. <laughs> so is. Th- that must be it. That's just all my, my nine-year-old brain. Could, yeah, that's 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 what it was I for sure. I am getting hypnotized. So like, yeah, like ASMR didn't even have a name back then, as far as I can tell. So that is pretty funny. That is that's neat. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know when I was introduced to that concept, but that's so cool because it was before anyone widely acknowledged it. So right. you're like, what do I call this? You're right, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, but the show itself was, you know, pretty cool. Uh, it was just, a, like I said, it, it, it inspired shows like Beekman's World and Bill Nye, which, yep. you know, I mean, I'm sure people are familiar with those shows as well. Absolutely, so it's, yeah. it's just, mm. a, just a fun show. That's awesome. That's I want to go back ASMR and watch thing, that. thing, like for me, the only thing that sort of triggered that kind of a thought in my brain was uh, Bob Ross. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Totally. And, and for me, it was yes. the way, like you said, it, you thought you were partially hypnotized. I would just say, like, it puts me to sleep. That, right. That's that's like the way yeah. that the, I could yeah, the, describe yeah. the feeling. The, the way I would describe <clears throat> the feeling is I know, I know a lot of people say it's all it's like tingles and some people get it in, like, you know, different parts of their body or it's an all over thing. Or it's, I usually get it in the top of the head and it's like getting goosebumps on your brain. Yeah. That's how yeah. I describe it. I, I agree. I feel like it's it's that similar, like, goosebumps response. But, it you know, sometimes it does actually, for me, manifest as goosebumps. Yeah. yeah sometimes I even have to scratch the top of my head because it gets so like, intense. Oh, like, this is so awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love this. That's so funny. Like I Whisper think, to me more. I think I've been to too many concerts. <laughs> Because like my uh, my tinnitus just blocks any possible a- <laughs> ASMR. Yeah. You watch ASMR, ASMR video. I, I, ASMR never, immunity. <laughs> I've never experienced that kind of a thing ever. Yeah. Like I like listening to even today like to Bob Ross and like the sound of him, his voice, and oh, also yeah. like the palette knife. The palette oh, yeah. knife is yep. just. The palette knife is oh, just such a satisfying yep. sound. It really oh, is. Man. Yeah. And then he so cuts great, it. He cuts like get a little yeah. roll of paint. But yep. like yeah, I don't know. Yep. It's, it's oh, the original I, ASMR master. I, I guess I, I just can't get there. I, I literally think get it's there. because I literally think yeah. it's because uh, hearing loss. I mean, even yeah. though I first got the experience with Mr. Wizard's World, but you know, I guess Bob Ross would be like, you know, he, he was doing too. it more like his his work was more deliberate, right? And Mr. Right. Wizard, that that one thing was just a happenstance just thing. Happenstance, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's really cool. Uh, I also want to throw it out there that the uh, there's a really great parody or reference to Mr. Wizard okay. on the uh, the '90s. TV kids sitcom Dinosaurs. Okay. And it was a show that was on like in the world of dinosaurs. And it was uh, Mr. Lizard. Okay. And it was like Ask Mr. Lizard. And the running gag was he always had a little kid that he was working with. And the kid was always named Timmy. And he would always die. Oh, yeah. Whatever they did. Where the South Park thing came from? I don't know. But probably not. I don't know. But every single time, Timmy would blow up because of whatever experiment they were doing. And then. The catchphrase of the show was, we're going to need another Timmy. Come on. So, Mr. Lizard. Mr. Lizard. Ask Mr. Lizard. ASMR, are we done with this? I believe we are. Okay. Okay. So, we hope that gave you lots and lots of tingles and helped you go to sleep. And wake up! (laughs) 
It's time for the next. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say. Someone put my kid on the table. You wanted to. Alright, we're done. Alright, we're done. Uh, so, Nintendo. Nintendo. No, no, his I'm name. Famicom Yosend. That's not my name. Nintendo. Nintendo. No, Nintendo. Joseph. Joseph. Isn't that his name? Nin- On your birth certificate, what does it say? It says, Nintendo. It says, Joseph. It says Super Nintendo 2564 Advanced. He's so old it said XXV. Turbo. That's Who right. Who is your daddy and, and what, what does, does he, he do? do? You know what he My does? dad's a gynecologist. He looks at penises and vaginas all day. <laughs> Definitely not penises. <laughs> no, he looks that's at those penis. two. That's that's just not what a gynecologist. My dad. That's not what they mean by gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be a You guy. look at man vaginas. Man vaginas. <laughs> he looks at man vaginas all day. Angina. Um, my daddy has a mustache and a beard. See, <laughs> that's my favorite one. She's so cute. Our um, mom right. says our dad is a, a real, real sex, sex machine. machine. What? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, is that what you're doing? What the fuck is your mom doing? Right, telling you. Excuse these me. Put the fucking Merlot down, honey. The mistress anyway. of uh, Merlot. The mistress yeah. of Merlot. We love the queen ya. of the monsters. Oh, and now okay. we're back around to Ashes. Oh, <laughs> this is all Ashes. Oh. All right, impression. okay, let's go. All right, Nintendo, take it away, my man. All right, so this next one is all about news. So let's get to it. Oh no, not again! Nope, that's an end. There we go, little pop top. Today we'll see Hearn try to fly. Oh, okay, easy. There, stay. Oh, oh, broken hinge. There we go. And we'll see Waldo get weird. Yep, oops, Okay, good. What's this? Oh, uh, oh. We'll meet a bad street performer. And they're deep. Super duper. And we'll see out of control rock and roll. Ooh, the word groovy hovers over that. Okay, and one more. It's out of control. Or is it? All right, so that was the theme song of if, two of. Call it a song. Song, song, theme song. Call it whatever you want. Intro, theme. intro, theme. It's pretty the different. The theme every, segment. Every episode. Yeah. Anyways, the show is called Out of Control. Out of Control! Out of Control. Or is it Aruga? Yes. Aruga. It's, it's totally out of control. So what the, what this the fuck show what is the out of control right now. What the backflip was what, this? Yeah, what the fuck was this show? Well, this show was an American sketch comedy television series created by Bob Hughes for Nickelodeon. It's pronounced Hug Hess. Hug Hess. Hug Hess. Hug 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 Bob hug ass. Teach your grandmother to hug ass. (laughs) (laughs) You ready? (laughs) Both of them? Both of them? (laughs) Quick, man. (laughs) All right, go ahead. So the show was hosted by Dave Coulier. uh, uh, This was the show that he did before Full House. Um, It centers on the production of a fictional news program. Coulier's character is the coordinator of the news show who mainly tries to get his eccentric crew members to work together. It features sketches with recurring themes by the Duck Breath Mystery Theater and interspersed animation by... The Duck Breath Mystery Theater? Duck Breath. The Duck Dick Mystery Theater. Yes. Hashtag Duck Dicks. Interspersed animations by Spectre Productions. All right. Produced. Yes, so that show only lasted for one season. Oops. 
Yeah, oops. And then they uh, cut it out. They, hey, they sure cut did. it out because right I guess out it of wasn't the that good of a show. But I remember liking the show a lot when I was younger. I do remember I, us talking about this a lot back in the day and laughing about certain episodes. And yeah. The Dave Coulier cut it out thing, I had no idea, wasn't f- originally from Full House. I thought yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was actually it was, from, from, his, from this show. It, so it was actually from his stand-up. I was going to say, it's probably from oh, his stand-up. Oh, his stand-up predated all yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Dave's fellow crew members are archetypal characters such as the shrill, plastic, fantastic party girl Diz Aster, played by Diz <laughs> Mc- McNally. I, I totally that. remember her. It's yeah. a great name. It's funny. That ridiculous, like, high-pitched squeal that you I constantly hated it. do. I know. <laughs> the clueless reporter Angela Scoop Quickly. <laughs> nice name. Played by Jill Wakeley. Who worked at a uh, ice cream parlor on the weekends. <laughs> the caustic new- newshawk Hearn. Bur- Burford, Burford. I don't think you said words just there. News Hawk Hearn Burford. Hawk, News Hawk Hearn Burford. <laughs> Burford. I want to say. I want to say the N. Wait, wait a minute. No, that's what it says. Wait, news. Well, wait. Hawks. The caustic news hawk. Oh, the caustic news hawk. Yes. Hearn Burford. Hearn Burford. Yes. Hearn Burford. Okay. Hearn Burford. I, 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 I was breaking up the words yes. differently. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I and I want to keep using the the N in, in the last name like Hearn Hearn Hearn. Hey Hearn, it's, it's Hearn. It's Hearn. Burn, burn. It's Burr. Hearn saves Christmas. Played by Mark Scherf. 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 Why not? <laughs> Professor Gravity, who was later reused Gravity. in the radio sketch Ask Doctor Science, and Waldo, the. <laughs> Bespectled mad inventor. Oh, yep, I remember. Played, I remember played that by character. David yep. Stenstorm. The characters refer referred to a box-like computer called the Ha Ha Thirty Two Hundred as <laughs> the sketch oh, right. it was and like joke a, writer it was a for joke, the show. Joke machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jokey chicken. Yep. <laughs> kind of like the uh, the the fortune cookie machine in the Last Dragon. Uh, Some dumb guy. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Some dumb that guy. Is, that's like pretty much the the premise of the, the show. Yeah. Is, right. It was like a skit. Yeah, sketch comedy show, Sketchy. but yeah. it sort of had its it. Even though it had sket sketches, I never know what the, whether to say sketches, skits, skits, That's like me with the words Skittles. Yeah, like switch, Skittles. switch, and swap always becomes swatch, <laughs> swatch, swatch every time. Um, but yeah, so it, it it also had like its own, you know, because it was a meta show. So it was actually right. kind of like what Thirty Rock did years later. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, there was mm-hmm. a show that was a sketch comedy show, right. but really, the show Thirty Rock was about the making, making of, of that show. show, which is really right. fun. That's a that's a right. fun spin, and so, uh, same sort of idea. it's too bad that it only lasted a season. Definitely the yeah. uh, first time I think anyone saw Dave Coulier, though. So it must have been Canadian, right? I mean, it had to be. Yeah, uh, he's Canadian. I know Dave Coulier is Canadian. The show felt very Canadian to me. Yeah. Yeah. Looking looking had a good back, amount of Canadian but programming. They, they really did. It's, yeah, they did. But according to this, it does say American. So ah, interesting. American. Uh, okay. Are you afraid of the dark? Was Canadian? Eh? Yeah, sure a. was. Sure That's was why uh, all the uh, episodes uh, taste like Maples Europe, eh? Uh, it tastes like Maples Europe. You can taste them. Yeah. That's why after uh, you're done, you want to take off, Hoser. They got the uh, scratch, and, scratch and taste uh, VHS tapes. There you, you know? go. You know, you, you scratch go. them and you there, taste there them. There you go. Yeah, maple a. syrup every time. Um, awesome. Sweet. Cool. Uh, that's really neat. I want to check that out. Um, also, YouTube coming up shit. next, I will YouTube. I will YouTube all that shit. Um, Parasite, Steve. Yes. Talk to me. Yes, I have. Um, so I, I started. I led w- today with a an absolute Nick classic with Double Dare. This is not that. This is not pudding. 
This is a more obscure one. Let's see if you guys remember this. The name of the show is repeated a bunch of times in the theme, but I don't know. I think I'll be a little impressed for the people who get this one. So here, here we go. Well, I guess that's all locked up tight now, as it should be. Uh, hi there, Jody. Oh, hi, Sam. Well, everything's all safe down here. Let's go upstairs. Okay. Need a hand with him? Is it too heavy? No, no, I can manage fine. Thank you. <laughs> well, on our way to the children's department once again. Okay, it's clear. The customers have all gone home now. Today's special, it's for everyone Today's special, come join in the fun With magic everywhere A world for us to share And friendly faces, hoping that you want to meet us there For today's special it's about to appear, it's about to appear Today's special, shout it loud and clear Today's special Wow, so yeah, that is uh, that is the, the name of the show, Today's Special Today's now, Special This is a show that I remember watching a lot as a little kid and everything like that. But like I said, you know, everybody remembers Double Dare. I don't think everybody remembers this one. And I think the people who watched it, like Boss Rush was saying off mic, just repressed it. Right. Yeah, because I remember you, you talking about this, like, you know, you know, a few days like you know leading up to the recording right. of this episode and i'm like yeah i totally don't don't remember it by name but then when i saw the intro on youtube i'm like oh oh god i remember this oh my god <laughs> yeah no, i, I so wish i did oh no oh my god. my god what have you done <laughs> all right so real uh real quick as well not super quick but kind of quick uh so this is a this one is canadian this is a canadian's kids variety type show you know just like just like a a electric company or Sesame Street where they would play cartoons and play like little skits and the characters would, would sing songs and there were problems that they were trying to get through and there were humans and there were puppets. Um, what made this one really, really, really unique and weird is the fact that it was actually set in a department store. And from what I read, it was actually filmed in a real department store that was um, a working department store. By day. In Ontario, I think. And like it was... It was they they allowed them to film at night. Man, Canada has all the fun. Yeah. So so basically, the woman on the show lives there actually. because well, she doesn't have a home thing. to go to. Yeah, apparently, that's, not that's only was it a real thing, department right. store, but it was really because she apartment. works there by day and stays there and by stays night all and night. totally bangs that mannequin. Okay. Because why else do you so, bring a mannequin okay, to life? So <laughs> it's an apartment. Every day's her today special. It, <laughs> the show revolved around the nighttime adventures of one of of one of the mannequins of the show, as Boss Rush just said, uh, who's been recently brought to life by a floppy plaid magic hat. What? Yeah, did I mention this was Canadian? <laughs> I think I did. There um, must have been some magic in that, that magic floppy hat they <laughs> floppy found. Hat they found. <laughs> so I watched the show a lot when I was a kid, and then, like I said, completely and utterly repressed it. 
until yeah. a coworker years later in college Triggered when I was you. doing my like work study <laughs> job in college there was this girl Beth that I worked with and she was like I don't know we were talking about old shows one night and she literally mentions this and I'm like what show is it? And she's like describing the mannequin and I'm like, oh my. And he's just like, screaming back back. I literally repressed the thing. Beth, what did you just do? What what did you just fucking put in my head? It's crazy. (laughs) Um, You know, so, and then like the next time I talked to my mom, I was like, oh my God, mom, 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 mom. Do you remember this? Do you remember this? Do you remember this show with the mannequin today's special? And it took her a couple seconds. She's like, oh my God. You dare oh God, mention this in my house? Um, and over the years, you know, I've mentioned it to people here and there because you know, let's be let's be real. Like the, ton- the, the concept is hilariously bizarre. It really is just so weird. But almost no one seems to remember it at all. Yeah, it's like a reverse Mandela. Yeah. And so this led me to wonder if, like, perhaps the show maybe only had one season. You know, like could be like out of control. It just had like one season, ten episodes or something like. It was and a I fluke. just watched them a yeah. bunch. Yeah. Sure. Okay, believe it or not, this friggin' show ran on TV Ontario and Nickelodeon in the states for seven seasons. What? Oh my god, that's seven seasons too long. Hundred and twenty-one episodes. Wow. Jesus Christ, one hundred and twenty-four too many. And the episodes would always have like a theme, and so after. After today's special, it would tell yeah. you what the special was of the day. And a lot of time they were like physical things. Like there's one episode on hats or there's another episode on shoes or, there's, you know, there's, there's an episode on sleep. Cyanide pills. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> none, none on cyanide pills. And like and then the characters as they went throughout the show would have like various things that they would like be if it was hats and all oh, they were playing with all different hats. But. Anyway, so that's just, just kind of the basic thing with the show. The characters, um, the mannequin's name was Jeff, who was played by Jeff. <laughs> you're gonna. This is this is like gonna, the greatest gonna, last name. I'm gonna eat this. His name is his last name is Hyslop. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna spell it. It's H Y S L O P. Hyslop. Jeff Hyslop. Jeff Hyslop. And he was a mannequin with a magic hat that made him come to life when someone says the magic words Hocus Pocus Alamogocus. Oh my god. As you heard in the theme. Um, and <laughs> if the hat comes off his head, he turns back into a just regular mannequin. And he can't eat chicky nuggies. Oh, none or chicky nuggies. Milk. No, no chalky milk for him. Oh. He can't in fact he can't even leave the store or will he will become a, a mannequin. real mannequin permanently and the magic will be gone forever. So wait a minute. When this when this mm-hmm. mannequin becomes a real man and then yeah. he eats chicky nuggies and yeah. then he goes back to being a mannequin, are yeah. there now chicky nuggies in that fucking mannequin? Uh, it, of course. Like well, if you if you I mean, sawed he, it in half. I mean unless he pooed before he went full man. He he, he doesn't full mannequin. He can't digest stuff. Well he can when he's a man, not when he's what? a mannequin. So, but so the man to, can. The man so can. He has to fully digest. No, can take a crap can, before flipping Man can. The man can. Very simple. The man can, but the man can't. Yes, yes. Uh, All so, I'm saying is there is a mannequin full of chicky nuggies in that store. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And, and chalky milk. Yeah. <laughs> chalky, chalky so milk, um, milk. Jeff is like the analog for kids who are watching the show since he hasn't been alive very long and is constantly confused by the world around him so he's like the you know just strange in a strange just land. constantly stranger in strange land like through every single episode what what's this what's that whatever <laughs> um and then we have jody played by pam greer no 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 i'm just kidding no it's actually noreen virgin who looks exactly friggin' like pam greer it's Excuse unbelievable me, like look it up and you're like oh my god it's pam greer oh my god 
Um, but anyway, is that Jackie Brown? And it's like, no, no, it's it's Nareen, it's Nareen Virgin, who uh, who was uh, yeah, she was the main, she was really the the cool character who like knew everything basically, and she's the store's display designer. Uh, which is the the basic reason why she was there overnight, I guess. She was supposed to be setting up the displays for the next day. I guess that's like the story they went with. Uh, she's portrayed as a sweet, level-headed woman who has apparently no social life outside of the store. Um, but she functions as a mentor and teacher for Jeff, who is relatively new to this this world we live in. And he uh, often works as her assistant or slave because, I mean, he garners no wage. So let's be real. Indentured servants. Indentured Like, legitimately, he, he, there was an episode that I watched, like, part of a couple episodes. And it was like, you know, he, he's setting up displays with her. And he's like, I, I finished what I was supposed to do. Do you need any help? And she's like, no, that's okay. I'm like, you're, you're putting him to work. This man, this, yeah, he's a slave. Anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. a plaid, he's a plaid clad enchanted slave. Plaid um, clad slave lad. Um <laughs> Uh, also, we have Sam Crenshaw, who's uh, the old the old man voice you heard in the intro there. Um, and I feel he's a, like a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a shit piece. <laughs> he's a puppet portrayed by Bob De- uh, Bob Dermer. 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 The store's uh, security Dermer. guard and the oldest of the four main characters. And to be straight up, like, so this guy's like this ugly old man puppet dude. And in kind of a bold move for a kid show, he was a widower. So oh, the he actually widow talked Buntig. about he's, he's not the widow Buntig, but uh, he was he was the widower oh, Crenshaw, and he um yeah so he legitimately had a dead wife which like I mean kind of rare I think there were like you know up. there were episodes of of Sesame Street like after Mr Hooper died I remember having to actually deal with miss this guy who played the uh, Mr Hooper who ran the the grocery store that was like the corner grocery store on Sesame Street died in real life. And instead of just like replacing the the actor to play the same character, they actually had the character Mr. Hooper die. Sesame so Street on, was so, honestly great for so like on Sesame doing Street, like, like legitimately, all the kids who were watching it had to deal with the fact that Mr. Hooper died, and I a hundred percent remember it. It was a big deal. So there weren't a lot of shows that dealt right, with kind of, that kind of like kind you of know uh, when Valerie Harper uh, left that show and became like. The, the Hogan's or whatever. I mean, granted, they, she didn't die in real life until like 20 years after and is not at all what's going on. And it's a bad joke. Yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> I don't um, get it, but I'll laugh. The final character, uh, and then I'll, I, I will be done with today's special, is uh, Muffy Mouse, who Excuse was you? a really obnoxious uh, puppet character. Um, no, I, uh, hey, Muffy Mouse. I am not making this stuff up. She was portrayed by Nina Kyog. Um, oh, which I assume O-U-G-H. is which I assume is 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 Scottish, uh, or possibly Gaelic. I don't know. A, a mouse who speaks in rhyme and apparently lives in the fucking store. So like, really, they should like take care of that. Yo, Muffy was totally a dibbic. She probably was. The dibbic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's how Sam even sounds. Anyway, right. <gasps> when I was your age, we didn't have some stupid magical hats like the principal and turned mannequins into real men. Anyway. <laughs> Very, very bizarre. Today's uh, special. Idea for a kid's show. Like, the idea of, like, it all takes place in a department store. So weird. Um, yeah. I mean, you you go back to a lot of kids' shows that are like this, that are really aimed for little, little kids. It's not like you can go back to any of them, really. So they're all obnoxious now. But this one was, like, especially strange, I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, 
it was on for a while. It was a pretty well liked show. It's it's remembered well as like you know doing good stuff and uh, having quality programming and stuff for little kids. And I mean, Jody was uh, she's black, so that was really cool. You know, you had a, a black lady and a, and a white guy yeah. being the two leads yeah. on the show. Solid and, represented. And uh, I mean, this ran. I did I did I write down when it was? It um, ran so far away. I guess I guess I didn't write down what years the show ran for but i don't know it was seven, seven uh, years seven seasons i i mean for sure it was like early to mid 80s yeah it um, feels right based but, on like how it looked anyway crazy that's yeah. that those canadians were nuts they that were hoovering a lot of schneef special yeah they were zapping those roused hours and drinking them maple somebody's i don't know yeah they, they were doing some crazy kooky shit up there but uh you know i i think to uh to round this segment off i'm gonna puff puff pass it back over to uh, to boss rush mode. <laughs> oh, I can't handle this shit. Uh, but we do have one more show for you, and because I'm a dick, I'm gonna give you another theme with no lyrics. So have fun with that. <laughs> Trauma. Oh, so, <laughs> oh, that was the theme to You Can't Do That on Television. But they did uh, anyway. They sure did. Um, so that, that music was very uh, Three Stooges-like, as Parasite C was saying off mic. And uh, the visuals, you know, of course, you couldn't see them in the podcast. Go check it out on YouTube. It's very Monty Python-ish. And um, no, this, this show is a trip. There was another... Hey, uh, who, who, uh, who's the composer of that song? I honestly don't know. I didn't have that. Oh yeah! <laughs> so that I would have been green slime, which is I one of the things about this show. It introduced Nickelodeon to the green slime phenomena. Yeah, as nice. I alluded back to the with yes. the Double Dare episode. Yeah, this is nice. really where it started, and it would literally be triggered by someone saying, "I don't know" on the on the stage or on the show, and then they just magically from up above they would get green Gorped. slime dumped on them. Yeah, and actually, as it happened, that was the trivia question that I got correct at Universal Studios. Uh, cool. So. That allowed me to uh, become a celebrity in the What do you need to say in order to get slimed? Yeah. And you said, I don't know. Yeah, I said, yeah! I, don't, I don't know. And then later, mom and dad were like, we thought you were insane. You like <laughs> raised your hand and then you said, I don't know. <laughs> Very confidently. I don't know. It's like, my son is a boob. <laughs> but that's not the only liquid that would fly from the air. Yeah. Um, you would, people would also get doused with water whenever they said the word water, water or yeah. a word that meant water like wet. Oh, that's right. So. Oh, that's funny. So if you were smart and you accidentally or purposefully said, I don't know, and got some, you just say water right afterwards and you know get yourself it's a like little bit It's like taboo. This is fun. Yeah. I like this. Uh, that, uh, that show was actually a Canadian show, as many of the other it was Nick, Canadian Nick shows AF. were. Yeah, uh, it did originally start airing in Canada in 1979 and ran oh, wow. to 1990, and uh, it aired on Nickelodeon from 1981 to 1990. Mm, okay, it's pretty huh. solid run. It's so. definitely one of the like you know tentpole shows. Right. That I remember yeah, pillars exactly. of Nickelodeon. Yeah, that was actually yeah one of the you know top three shows for quite a while on that on that channel, um, and uh, really 
No, I don't got a whole bunch to say about it. I mean, it's like, like I said, it was a sketch show, and it has a lot of, you know, one-liners that I still kind of say to this day. Sometimes I'll whip out, you know, Blue Skies, Barthy Burgers, Girls, and all that crap from, like, one of those silly skits. <laughs> what do you think's in the burgers? Barth's yeah. burgers. Barth's, yeah, of course. You know, Barth is just a fun name to say. Yeah. Was it Barth or Barf? Barth. Barth. B-A-R-T-H. It's clearly an onomatopoeia. Uh-huh. I always thought it was Barf. I did, too. Because his... It matches his character, yeah. right? Yeah, he's really gross. Because that, like, he who was the actor? On that one guy played you know, so right. many yeah, characters. He, oh. Yeah, he, yeah, that was, yeah, that was the thing about that show. I mean, there was so many characters, and a lot of people were. Um, and they had because you really had that that one guy, and right. then there were like a cast of kids, and they kind of changed from season to season. Yeah, right. And the kids would like be in a lot of the skits, but then there were like in between skits where they were kind of playing themselves, and that is sort of when they would say, I don't know, and get slimed, or say water and get, get doused. Um, and for sure... One of the kids was Alanis Morissette. Yes. That's where she oh, was. Alanis Morissette shit. was on like five episodes, and she got slimed three times, but only one of them was aired. So no was, way. Uh, yep. That's huh. true. That's where I'm Alanis trying to find the guy's name. The guy's face is on, on like the, the intro, and he's he literally gets like the name of the show stamp on his face, and it's kind of funny. Yeah, he played a lot of shows. So he was he, uh, a lot of characters. Like, he's like the, the father or something? He's like yeah, the father. he was like the, yeah. the stage manager. During the like in between scenes, he was always like, yeah. you know, just yeah. working. He'd come up, come in front of the camera, and he's like, oh, "You kids, you know, yeah. come on, just let's get this show on the road and yeah. kind of thing." And then like I don't know, he had the the gross chef, Barth, Barth, Barth. and they they always went there to eat, but his burgers were disgusting, and they would always somehow talk about like the conversation would swing around to something gross and then they would say what do you think in the burgers and then he would go i heard that yeah yep that's right yep there uh, was like a bunch of a uh, bunch of catchphrases on this yeah, show. yeah. yeah I, I just now this stupid article is so long but it doesn't have like the the cast in like a particular order Hmm. So it's anyway, okay. continue. I'll, I'll, I'll. I mean, I really don't I have too it. much to say about the show. It's just one of those goofy shows that I watched when I was young, and I, I remember. Uh, for whatever reason, this this scene sticks out to me. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, you know, like in TV shows, you see the the, the actors like fake driving or whatever, right? And uh, well, with this show, the 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 father character would be driving, and the, the mother is on the passenger side, and the kids in the back, and the kids like doing something, and, and the father. The father like literally just says, "Here, take the wheel to the to the the wife," and like just literally hands it over to her hands to, the, to the, the other side of the car <laughs> where she is, and she's just driving. It's like okay, so the steering wheel is like not even connected to the car at all. <laughs> Here, honey, take okay, the wheel. I always thought that was funny. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah, good. there was a lot of visual stuff. Apparently, the actor we were talking about, his name is Les Lie. His okay. uh, Leslie Ernest Lie, and uh, he passed away in two thousand and nine. Okay. Oh, so that's too bad. Yeah. Oh. I mean, he did live to be 217 years old. So that was oh, a I mean, good he run. had a good yeah, that's life. Good. That, that, that's a that's good, good yeah, run there. That's a good run. Yeah, that's yeah. a good was, run there. He was 61, so he wasn't... He right, so it was only off by 150 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, still a, that's still a respectable run there, Bob. Yeah. Oh, no. So, okay, this oh, oh, this has oh, a different oh, birthday oh, for him. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, he was born in 1901? No, he was 84. Okay, wow, so wow. even better. See, I, was, I was, wasn't as No, he was born in 48. That's an even better run there, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. You know that right there. So, so... You know, guys, I think yeah, we've done good. I think we've done good. I think, we, I think we've had quite an overview of Nickelodeon throughout the years. Classic. Nickelodeon. I just have to say also the bumpers for Nickelodeon like back in the day. So much doo-wop. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Just look. We're not going to play him for you tonight, but look up. Do yourself a favor. If you want a real trip, if this this episode kind of got the gears turning, look up Nickelodeon classic bumpers on on YouTube, and there is an excellent video, and it has all of the singing dinosaurs and all the like barbershop quartet stuff. It is amazing how barbershop and how doo wop all of those were. It's it's awesome. Nice. I uh, I really appreciate that. You know, interjecting some musical culture to the little little kids. Cool. Cool. A little 50s Cats. culture. A little 50s nice. culture. Um, yeah, so anyway, that was, uh, that's what our, our piece about, uh, you know, classic Nick. But we still have to talk about our Octoponder this question, which uh, is a little bit of a curveball here. So I want to ask all of you who your favorite Nick is. Now, let me, let me restate the question. Who is your favorite person named Nick? <laughs> <laughs> I can't take credit for this. This was Bosch Rush Mode's idea, but I really liked it. And I think it's funny and on topic enough and dumb. So we're going to do it. And if there's something dumb, I'm if on it. If it's dumb, then I'm all about it. If it's dumb, then I'm there. If it's dumb, I'm there. I'm all about it. So uh, I want you to think about that. And we're going to go on a short break. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Hey! Are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. All right, so we are back, and we are going to be talking about our favorite Nicks. That's right, our favorite people named Nick, because, you know, you got to shout them out. Every once in a while, you know, you got to give a little bit back to the Nicks in your life. So uh, I'm going to start this off. I will say that my pick is Nick Frost, a.k.a. best buddy to Simon Pegg and um, featured in many of their fun, goofy buddy movies like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and Paul and, you know, you name it. Um, also in the show Spaced, which was a great mm-hmm. BBC, um, you know, sketch uh, Yeah, show. Mulan. Yeah, uh, yeah Mu- Mu- that's, that's Mulan. That's, yeah, uh, that's Disney, Disney film. film. So I love Nick Frost. He's a, he's a lovable guy, and uh, he's a blast. Nintendo? Oh, well then. Um, my pick is... My favorite, one of my favorite drummers of all time, Nick Menza. Nick Menza. Uh, nice. He was the drummer for Megadeth for nine years, and uh, sadly, he passed away back in May of 2016. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, he died on stage while playing with his band, Om. 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 Uh, which also consisted of another former Megadeth member, uh, Chris Poland, 
who played oh, lead guitars oh, yeah. in the first two wow. Megadeth albums. Yeah. Nick Menza also uh, played drums for the first three Marty Friedman solo albums. Yep, that's which right. Is pretty cool. That's right. Marty Friedman also a guitarist of Megadeth for those who don't know. Cool. And also a Mega uh, Man Master Robot. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, exactly, also yeah. for uh, a Mega Man Master Robot. Mega Man Master Robot. The Marty Fried Man. All right. Boss Rush. I'm going to go with Jolly Old St. Nick. Nice. Because, you know, people usually, you know, leave him milk and cookies. He's got a giant sack and uh, he gets to sleep 364 days out of the year. You're going to love his nuts. Yes. <laughs> I guarantee it. He wears red. <laughs> I guess it's yeah. a thing he does. Yeah. It's a thing he does. Okay. Sure. My, yeah. what Hell a big yeah. sack yeah. you have. Tee hee. Football, football. What's a football? You should get that checked <laughs> out, Santa. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Now then, I'm going to be thinking of Christmas story. Red, 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 red. <laughs> All right, Parasite Steve. All right, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with two. One, one's for me and one's for my lovely wife, Christine, who, uh, for her her favorite Nick, I'm going to tell you right now, is Nick Carraway, the main character of The Great Gatsby. Nice. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay down a little Nick Carraway quote for you. Because it's one of her favorite books of all time. No amount of fire or freshness can challenge what a man will store up in his ghostly heart. There you go. It's a little fire little or Carraway. freshness. Little uh, little culture for you to be smashed to bits by my pick, which is Nick Fury of uh, Marvel's Avengers and all that good stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah! Played by MF and Sammy J. Jackson. Not, Jackson. not, not, not the Hoff. I mean, the Hoff version was you know it was fabulous in its right. own way, but you know, right. But no, I mean. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nick Fury. The he's furious a, he's, he's Nick. the glue. He's the glue. Where all these uh, these twenty million plus Marvel movies we got going. The Furious N I K. You got it. Very he nice. Is. All right, so those are my uh, my two. Perfect. Stuck so one in there. yeah, so those those are some great Nicks. Now it's all your turn to tell us what you think about your favorite Nicks. Uh, so Octoponder that, and please chat us up. Yeah, do it. Anything retro, you can always reach us. Facebook group popping off. You know where it is. 400 members strong plus. Uh, we fast approaching 500. Yeah, almost yeah. 450. 450. 500 on the horizon. Everybody, thank you so much. We love you. And um, also, thank you so much for putting up with this last week. The last two weeks, we were kind of in this flux oh period God, where we switched we're, we're networks. We're switching networks, and the network is, is fantastic, but yeah. we just got some growing pains. Yeah, so. yeah. You know what? A lot of you reached out to us, and individually were like, Hey, look, you know, was wondering about when the new episodes are going to start and blah, blah, blah. Hey, you know, I yeah, can't just, find them. You know, so wondering. what happened was our RSS feed didn't update like it was supposed to do. Um, so there was some stuff that had to happen. So hopefully everything is Should working now. Right. Should be good. If it's not, please just, you know, I mean, you wouldn't be hearing this. I was just going to say, right. let us know. But you you aren't hearing You this. won't be hearing this. So, so anyway, if you continue it, doing what you're good doing. Good for you. Yay. <laughs> you did it. So, so yeah, I, I, I did just check our Facebook group, and we are at 450. Oh, cool. 450. That's so fantastic. That's amazing after this a year. breaking news. This is breaking news. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's, we also, that's really we also have an Instagram, at RetroRedOctopus. That is one word, as you know, because it's Instagram. Uh, Twitter, at RedOctopus. Actually, I believe I was able to separate that. Shut up. Can you do that? I'm going to double check. You go on. I'll, I'll All right. I'll keep going. Me. I'll keep going. So, yeah, Twitter at Redoctopus, or you can always email us at redoctopus at gmail.com. Uh, that being said, it's almost time to catch that horizon. But before we say goodbye, we're going to go to this. According to the clock, it's half past 13. So light a candle, uncork that cask of Amontillado, and dust off another tome from the bookshelf of the damned.
All right, guys, so here it is, my new segment of 2020, Bookshelf of the Damned. That's right, I thought I would spotlight some local authors because you know what? I'm one of them. And uh, there's some really cool ones out there and some really cool people I've met and uh, really talented authors. I've read some of them. Here is one. His name is Rob Smales, and he wrote a book that I enjoyed very much. It's called Friends in High Places. It's a novella that was put out last year, I believe, and I think it came out in 2019. It might have been 2018. Um, It was put out by Bloodshot Books which is a local publisher of indie books. And they've been around for maybe five or six years. And in that time, they have put out an absolute crap ton of awesome stuff. Just really, really good stuff. And uh, so I believe this was Rob's first novella. Now, he has a ton of stories that are out in various anthologies. He mainly writes like dark stuff, horror, um, all sorts of dark fiction. He does also do a lot of funny stuff. So I don't know, he like kind of straddles that line between horror and funny, but hey, they kind of go together like peanut butter and chocolate anyway, so it's pretty cool. But anyway, so I thought I would tell you about this cool book, Friends in High Places. You can buy it on Amazon, and um, it's it's a quick read. It's, um, I think it is, uh, yeah, it's 133 pages long. So this is really great because, you know, it's it's not an expensive book. Quick read. You can read it in a sitting or two or three and, um, you know, keep going. It's a really good time. So what I thought I would do is read the back of the book. Let the author tell you about it himself. All right. It says, he only wanted some friends. He pestered them day after day to be considered one of the guys, but they didn't want anything to do with him. They ignored and made fun of him, ditching him at every opportunity. But Tommy wouldn't take the hint. So they came up with a plan to drive him away. It was only a harmless prank. In order to be accepted, Tommy would have to pass an initiation and face his worst fear. They were certain he'd chicken out and finally leave them alone. Astonishingly, he accepted the challenge. And that's when it all went wrong. If only they hadn't left him. The ambulances wouldn't have come. The police wouldn't be asking so many questions. And maybe Tommy wouldn't still be following them. So yeah, this is a uh, a dark little coming-of-age tale, and uh, it's pretty cool. If uh, that sort of thing is of interest to you at all, I definitely recommend picking it up on Amazon or contacting Mr. Smales like, personally. You can uh, reach out to him. He's all over the interwebs, just so you know. Anytime you do that and buy direct from one of us indie authors, because we're not like, you know, We're not big. We always make a better margin. And oftentimes, we're cool guys and and gals. And we'll sign you your stuff for free and all that good stuff. So if that's of interest to you, maybe maybe do that. Anyway, that's the first bookshelf of the damned. And uh, I hope to do a couple more of these throughout the year. But definitely check out Rob Smales. He's got a lot of awesome stuff out there. And uh, like I said, just a ton of stories and anthologies. I mean, you look at his Amazon page and like, it's, it just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> pages and pages and pages, pages, and pages of smales. Of, of schmales. Yes. It schmales. just, it, it all schmales so good. It does. It does. It does. Well, uh, that's awesome. I yeah. think that is a, a noble effort to spotlight people who are, you know, 
indie and up and coming and, and making their own go of it. And uh, I, I look forward to more of these entries. I think this this is going to be a good season for Retro Red Octopus in buffing up our pals and buffing up people that we just you know want to support. So I'm uh, I'm really excited for this season. Absolutely, um, great. Uh, this has been a fantastic episode sure he has i've i've had a hell of a time Mm -hmm. uh to be to be to be frank to be if you're gonna actually you know i'm gonna be nick actually right now um so can i be jeff you know you should be the plaid wearing mannequin the plaid wearing mannequin the man can do with the can do. The plaid wearing indentured servant. Indentured servant. I throw too. something out there real quick before we end the boss end rush. Oh, absolutely, man. I man. would very much like to, you know, speaking of spotlighting people who are cool, as uh, um, there's a podcast called Scary Stories Podcast. Now make sure you get that correct. Scary Stories. I E S. I E S. S T O R I E S. It's uh, hosted by Verity Clayton, the elusive host, and it's a it's a cool little. Uh, it's a usually half an hour per session. She calls her episode sessions, which I think is kind of neat. And it just, just kind of reads like, you know, we have really cool, like, you know, narrative tone, uh, various stories about basic, uh, like, you know, frights, fears, you know, and uh, the macabre, the dark, yeah, exactly, the, yeah, spooky you know, stuff. urban legends and stuff yeah. like that. Hmm. And uh, this, um, well, relative to the release of this episode, the most recent uh, session she had, uh, session 30, is uh, it's titled Looking for Someone to Devour, and it's about demonic and spiritual possession which is one of my suggestions and she hey. even gives me credit at the end of the episode oh, so cool. I thought that nice. was pretty cool that is super cool, cool. so uh, it was de- it's definitely an, an awesome what a podcast. cool guest also starting her second year so that's pretty rad for her yeah. we're, now nice. we're podcast friends for life yeah <laughs> I haven't even met this she doesn't person. even know it but we are <laughs> yes yeah, no. we're besties whether yeah. she likes it or we're not we're besties whether <laughs> she likes it or not it's too late but yeah Scary Stories Podcast very cool check her out I'm pretty sure you can find her wherever you find podcasts, you know, everywhere. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I found it right on away. Spotify, but she's also on, you know, iTunes and you know, Stitcher, I'm sure, and all that stuff. So yeah, go check it out. Awesome, awesome sauce. Nice. Uh, does anybody want to promo anything else before we hit the road, Jack? I think, I think I'm good this week. All right. I guess I'll just mention my YouTube channel, uh, which is Nintendo25, and uh, I am now up to 315 subscribers. Nice. So that's Been putting out some, cool. some content there some with content. your, uh, your Yeah, whenever I get a chance. So Very nice. Very yeah, nice. very cool. Awesome. Uh, I have done jack shit. So, uh, hi. Nice. Nice. I know. It's, it's sad. I, it's At least sad Jack thing. didn't have to do it. I know. You know That was the, nice of you. I know, right? I mean, Jack has no shit left to do. Um, but no, the next time that I'm unemployed, I promise I will make more music. Well, but well, as well, of right now, I, hope, I have a job. Let's hope you keep the job. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, you know, I can't make money. I mean, the chiptune shit is cool, but I mean, I mean, right. really, it doesn't pay the bacon. Right. <laughs> All right, folks. So that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, you know, Retro Red Octopus here, us four, are now part of the Dorking Podcast Network, and we are still part of the Inebriart Podcast Network, which, in case any of you missed season one, please check out our sister shows like the Old Colony Cast, Bar Talk, and, of course, the Inebriart, as Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones. Sorry, I'm stumbling. Uh, for more information or to subscribe to us in any of these great shows, please visit inebri-art.com. I have been your host, Dave Alchemy, and we will see you next time.